Namaste, my friends. Welcome back. Or if you're new here, welcome to the podcast. The Harmony Inspired Health Podcast brings you raw and real conversations from leaders in the industry about all things health, wellness, Ayurveda, and life. My name is Harmony, and I am your podcast host. I am an Ayurveda and integrative health practitioner who specializes in women's hormonal health, a registered nurse, and a business mentor. I'm on a mission to inspire, educate, and empower women to take charge of their health, wealth, and life. Don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And if you listen on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating so the wisdom shared in these episodes can be spread far and near. Thank you so much from my soul to yours. Before we jump into this soulful episode, I want to remind you that this episode is sponsored by my accredited program, Ayurveda Alchemist. This program certifies you as an Ayurveda holistic health coach. Ayurveda Alchemist is for women who are ready to embark on an epic personal development journey, immersing themselves in the wisdom of Ayurveda, learning how to optimize their health and well-being by addressing all aspects of self, including their physical body, mental and emotional health and spirituality, whilst wholeheartedly stepping into their dharma, their purpose. This program is also for women who would love to get started with a fulfilling career in Ayurveda and for already established health, wellness and life coaches who want to create greater impact by offering a holistic framework that gets their clients exceptional and holistic results. This certification is what you need to step into the high-level practitioner that you were born to be and stand out from the coaching crowd. You will experience undeniable growth personally and professionally. You will be mentored by highly qualified facilitators, guest experts, and practitioners. Spots are strictly limited. If you are ready to up-level your life and help transform the lives of others by becoming an Ayurveda alchemist, head over to www.harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au and apply today. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to the podcast, everybody who is listening and Welcome to our Women's Health and Ayurveda Sisterhood members who are watching this live. Today we are talking about living pain-free, which is a really, really important topic for so many people who are suffering long-term pain. So I'm really excited to have our wonderful guest expert speaker on today, Fran Garten. Fran is the number one best-selling author, speaker, body-positive personal trainer, pain reduction coach and fibromyalgia warrior. She teaches people to live pain-free. She teaches them to identify their triggers, reduce stress and set boundaries with easy to implement mindset, movement and nutrition strategies. Fran's been featured on breakfast television, moving in the morning, uh, CH Morning Live, Reader's Digest UK and Thrive Global and is the co-author of Body Bliss, The Journey to Body Acceptance. She also enjoys volunteering with donkeys, which is awesome. I can't wait to ask you about that. Playing with kittens, cross-stitching and having dance parties. So welcome to the podcast, Fran. 
It's so great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. So tell me more about the donkeys. I love donkeys. So we're going to do the whole podcast about donkeys? Excellent. <laughs> I know. I would I would actually do a podcast about donkeys. I absolutely love them. When I traveled um, in the Greek islands, you get to ride them everywhere. And I grew up riding horses, but I love donkeys. They're just so cute. Yeah. yeah. So I there's a donkey sanctuary. It's called the Donkey Sanctuary of Canada. Uh, it's about 30 minutes from where I am. And um, it's like the retirement home for donkeys. So they take in donkeys and mules that have um either their owners can't take care of them anymore so they come from really good homes and they have to rehome them or and they take animals who have been abused and neglected and then they take them and rescue them so it's an amazing organization they celebrated their 30th year this year and um they've got over 100 animals and then they have about 40 animals on foster farms as well. So it is, you know, the place, it's a 200 acre farm and the donkeys just hang out and enjoy their lives and they don't work and nobody rides them and nothing like that. They just do what they like and enjoy life. So it's a fantastic place and it's all about educating people about donkeys and mules because they're very we call them here the misunderstood or forgotten equines because people don't really know a lot about them and they think they're like horses and they're totally different than horses so it's a it's an education process as well but they're such amazing animals yeah, yeah. beautiful i love that you do that so i always start my episodes off with some rapid inspiration questions so the first one is can you inspire us with what your superpower is Oh my gosh, this is a hard question. What's my superpower? My superpower is to make anything that is not enjoyable, enjoyable. That's a good one. I love it. You must have lots of friends. <laughs> you make life enjoyable. I guess I do. Yeah. And what is your favorite quote or mantra at the moment? Do you have one that you live by or? Yeah, there's a few of them. Uh, the body achieves what the mind believes. That mm -hmm. is a big mm -hmm. one for me. Um, you'll be fine. And you don't have to love it. You just have to do it. <laughs> yes. Acceptance is the key, right? Yes. And who or what is inspiring you at the moment? The people that I work with, because they are coming from difficult situations or trying to recover from things, or they just don't know what they're doing and how to get past where they are. So, I'm very fortunate to be able to be on that journey with them and help them with that. So every time I see them do something or achieve something or there's an aha moment, I'm like, oh, yeah, like I was there for that. I was I was able to support you. So it's it's really inspiring to see that all different walks of life, different personalities can live pain free and learn these tools and and actually live a really fulfilling life. It is beautiful to be able to celebrate the wins with your client and be on their their journey with them it's yeah such such an honor because I think we know how much work they put in behind the scenes and like little small improvements sometimes have taken great efforts on their behalf so it is it's really wonderful so can you share with us your story on your path of becoming a pain reduction coach and body positive personal trainer Mm -hmm. so about 2011 2010 2011 I was working as an adult educator with the school board and 
As with many fields, and I think education and healthcare are kind of the two that this sort of rings true for, the people that are, the powers that be, make decisions and make rules and changes and guidelines. <clears throat> and then the frontline people have to implement them, even though it's not possible. And so that's what happened. And what I ended up doing was I allowed that pressure and that stress to take over my body. And so what happened was I spent about a good year with massive headaches, lots of nausea, vision issues. And one day I went into my classroom and I turned on the lights and I couldn't see. Yeah. And it was terrifying, of course. And I just sort of stood there. One of my eyes, the vision came back in and the other one, I didn't have any vision at all. And so I staggered my way up to my supervisor's office, like literally hand along the brick wall because I couldn't actually, like I was terrified and I was nauseous. And and I got up to her office and I just said, I can't see. And she's like, what? And I said, I can't see, I, I have to go. And she's like, well, but uh, I'm like, I'm out. I'm, and I drove myself home, like I just left. And what ended up happening was I suffered that vision loss. It stayed like that for four months and I had a migraine and nausea for four months. So I was in bed for four months. Oh yeah, I'm not, and and it's funny because when when I sit, and it's not funny, but it's interesting when I say that people are like, you had a migraine for four months. Legit, I had a migraine for four months. The times that I didn't have the pain was when my husband, bless his soul, would take me to emerge because I was in so much pain, and they would put the medication through in my vein directly, not through a drip like they normally do, directly manually push into my vein. I would pass out for about a half an hour, 45 minutes. And that was when I got my no pain time. And then I'd wake up and the pain was there again. Like it was unreal. The, the nurses at Emerge knew who I was and they thought I was a drug addict have, because I was there so suffered. often. Had you suffered from migraines prior to this event? Many, many years ago. And so what happened was I ended up getting diagnosed with what's called central serious retinopathy, which is very common and people don't know they have it because what happens is the fluid behind the retina is kept behind the retina by the tissue in the eye. And what happens in this, and in the cases of extreme stress, the fluid leaks through and causes blurry vision. The brain, for most people, will just correct it, and you don't actually know that it's happened until you actually see an optometrist or an ophthalmologist, and they say, well, you have had, this has happened. But for me, my brain said, no, we're not doing that anymore. We're not letting you do all the things that you were doing and pulling and holding all this stress. You're gonna have to figure it out. So it put me in bed for four months. And then slowly, I started changing my idea about what I was gonna do. And I think it was very, I don't think it was very conscious. I think it was just sort of subconscious and just kind of underlying. And I became a personal trainer. And so I was doing that part-time. And the goal was never to have it as a business. I actually became certified because I was the, lead trainer on my roller derby team and I decided that I should probably get a little bit more background to help the girls right and so and tell my teammates so that's why I got certified and then what happened is I just started getting people asking me to train them so then I was teaching full-time and doing that part-time and then I'm like that's too much and I've been doing that for about a year or so and then I got into this cycle of massive pain 
Okay, so when I talk about pain, on a scale of 1 to 10, I was 15 on a daily basis. So I would... No, full body pain. Full body pain. So it felt like electricity shooting through my hands and arms and my legs and my feet. And I would, you know, get up in the morning and take some gravel and cry in the shower, figure out how I'm going to make it through my day and um, get myself dressed and get on with my day. And that was kind of what I did. And I didn't have a diagnosis for almost a year and a half. And when I finally got my fibromyalgia diagnosis, I was relieved because then I knew what was happening with my body but it was it was anticlimactic because there is nothing that they can really do for fibromyalgia or so i was told and you just take your meds and plan for a flare-up and so that's how i lived my life for many years i would decide so for example do a podcast with you do this interview with you right knowing that tonight would be pain and tomorrow could be pain and I could be in bed for one or two days. So I spent a lot of time canceling, a lot of time in bed and just basically planning for the next flare of pain. Not a, a good way to live, is it? No, horrible. You just exist. Like I was just existing and it was horrible. It affected my friendships. It affected my relationship, my marriage. And then in 2016, my best friend passed away from cystic fibrosis. But prior to that, she got a lung transplant, a double lung transplant. And so she got five extra years of life and the best years of her life. And so when she passed, I was like, there, like she fought through that like I can do something like there has to be something else right and so I started on my path and my journey of you know figuring out what's going on with my mindset what's going on with my gut health what's happening with my um, worthiness and self-love and forgiveness work and so I got all the coaches and I worked with so many different people to help me go through the journey and go through those pieces and i'm sure you know the people that you work with and the people that are on this call and that are in your group like they know that it's hard work but you have to do the work you got to go through it to get through it that's one of the things i say to my clients all the time and it's hard and it sucks some days are really really bad but the good thing is once you get through the first hard piece then it doesn't get easier but i feel that you kind of get are prepared for okay it's gonna it's gonna be bad it could be really bad could be very emotional but you come out the other you know that you're gonna come out the other side right and so I went on this journey and I just you know ended up working with someone that helped me with my um inflammation helped me with my gut health work with a hip hypnotist um hypno hypnotherapist hypnotherapist sorry and just worked on mindset and all these little pieces to get me out of the out of the pain and now i live at zero i don't have pain i have flares every once in a while but i live at zero yeah that's my daily that is absolutely amazing and yeah i have i've worked with quite a few um women with fibromyalgia and it really does take 
a holistic approach and a 360 degree look at health and incorporating like optimizing their physical, mental, spiritual, emotional health, because that's all aspects of us, who we really are. And then creating those empowered belief shifts, because there's always some deep seated emotions and stressful triggers that can create that sort of flare up of pain. And then one pillar I always love to address with um, my clients is um, creating impact through purpose. And I think that can be a really big shift for some women as well. And you have like through your journey, you've found your purpose through it, which is absolutely amazing. But I'd just love to um, backtrack a little bit. And just for our listeners who are, are new to the, the terminology or the diagnosis of fibromyalgia, could you please explain a little bit about what fibromyalgia actually is? Yeah. So fibromyalgia, if you look it up, it's going to tell you that it is part of the arthritis family. So fibromyalgia is not an inflammatory condition. It is not degenerative like other forms of arthritis, and it is not a form of arthritis. So basically what it is, is we have heightened receptors to stimuli. That's basically what it is. So light sensitivity, sound sensitivity, touch, temperature, all of these things. So if you Harmony, who does not have fiber, let's say, you bang your hand, you kind of go, oh, yeah, that hurts. And you'll just kind of rub it and, and shrug it off and everything will be fine. Like maybe a minute of pain, nothing serious. For somebody that has fibro, that stimuli of banging the hand is very intense. And I could be in pain for hours or even days because my receptors are extra sensitive to that stimuli. And that's basically what happens. And so our, our, our receptors are always on. And so we're always in sort of a chronic state of receiving information, if that makes sense. And then what happens is we don't know what to do with it. But the thing is, and this is, this is my experience and my perspective, is that when you go the medical route, which I did, I took the meds and did all that stuff, it solves it from a medical point of view. When I go see, you know, see someone like you who works with Ayurvedic medicine, you're going to solve it based on your scope and your perspective and, and all the different elements of it. Right. But the thing is you can't do only one, no. like you just can't do one piece. I, I had a client once that said, I'm not doing forgiveness work. And I was like, okay, no problem. I was like, no problem. We don't have to do forgiveness work. And she's like, well, because, and she said to me, Th those people deserve for me to be angry at them. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm okay, no problem. Could be then, your recovery. <laughs> okay, I said, but please be, you know, be aware that you're only going to get so far on your journey. And she's up, yep, no problem. I understand that. Yep, absolutely. Thank you for saying it. No problem. I have no problem with that. And then a couple of weeks later, she, she gets on, we get on a call. She goes, I don't like you. I'm very angry at you. And I'm thinking, we just started. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen in this coaching session, but apparently something's going on. And I said, well, what happened? She goes, you did this to me. And I'm thinking, I don't know what is happening. She goes, you know that forgiveness thing that you talked about? And I literally was like, we got to do some forgiveness work. That Like, that was the forgiveness thing that I talked about. And I said, yeah. She goes, that happened. And I'm like, what? She goes, I was flipping through some old journals and I saw this thing that I wrote about this event and now I'm angry. And I'm like, oh, I said, do you want to talk about it? No, but I think that we have to. And I'm like, okay. And we kind of dug into it. But the thing is, is that 
everybody has to come to it when they're ready. So when I first talked to her about it, she's like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. But then as we sort of go through the process and things start to percolate and we start to talk about things, they sort of, I'm sure you do it with your clients too. They might be like, I'm not giving that. I'm not doing that. I'm not giving that up. And you're like, no problem. You don't have to. It's okay. That's okay. We'll just take it one step at a time. And then they're like, you know, that thing you said, I think it needs to, right? That's what happens. And you just got to be ready for it, right? Yeah. Well, often it's like the things that we resist the most is the things that are the biggest game changer in our recovery or our healing or whatever that might be, because subconsciously we know that's what's holding us back, right? Yeah, absolutely. And like you were explaining, a beautiful explanation about fibromyalgia um, clients is they are in sympathetic overdrive all of the time like they're they're on and so we really have to center their whole being and that means like you know working with the vagus nerve and going within and looking at trying to get into that parasympathetic state but if if like your client if she is in a state of anger and resentment all of the time then that's you know part of sympathetic overdrive you're just driving that more and more so although you know when we talk about like looking at forgiveness and it might be to some clients like really woo woo like yeah how's that going to help me well it's because it helps on that really chemical if you want to go scientific and that's what I love bridging the gap between modern medicine science and natural health is because when we look at the science of it we are modulating the stress hormones that are triggering that sympathetic overdrive that is triggering your fibromyalgia just symptoms uh, yes absolutely before, it, it comes down to you know really working on a holistic framework mm-hmm. and approach to health and I know with your teaching you have a triad system of movement mindset and nutrition and in mm-hmm. Ayurveda we also use all three of these um, modalities to heal the individual and bring them back into a more balanced state but can mm-hmm. you share with us uh, why this triad system is critical to healing your clients Well, so the first thing when it comes to the mindset piece, you know, there, when we're dealing with pain, so there's so much research on in pain and we think that pain is my body telling my brain, I have it, but in fact, it's my brain telling my body, I have it. And we need to disrupt the pattern, right? It's just, we need to have a different perspective. So the mindset piece is really looking at what is happening with pain. And for some people, and I put myself in that category because it's where I was, being in pain serves you right and and that is for some people i think a very difficult perspective to come to terms with that i'm choosing to be in pain well you might not be choosing the pain but you're definitely tolerating it and there's a reason for it and that's okay right but it's to understand what is the reason for that like you need to understand why you think pain is something that you need to go to and that could be based on past trauma that you've had or past experiences that you've had with other people and in your life. And, and it's a protective thing, right? Like that's what pain is for the body. It protects us. So I don't keep banging my hand. My brain tells me, Hey, like this hurts. And I go, okay, it hurts. Let's stop doing it. So there is a purpose for it from a, from a, a, a mechanical point of view and, a, and a survival point of view for us, but there's also maybe a social or an emotional or a physical protectiveness that we are placing in that situation so that it serves us. So changing our mindset about that is really, really important. Like what is the pain doing in your life? Why are you maintaining that? And, and do you want to move forward and change that? Because when you do, 
and I'm sure you see it with your clients as well, when you make a change that shifts your whole entire life <laughs> and all the people that are in it. And I find with you know people that I work with and even myself, when you start to change your mindset, so change your boundaries, stop people pleasing, stop being the one that fixes everything, the people around you are like, whoa, 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 whoa hold on. That's, that's not the system. And you're like, I know, but that doesn't serve me anymore. So we're going to change it. And they don't like it. And then they, they resist. So then that causes a bit of conflict and friction. So sometimes it's easier not to. So there's a, the mindset, and I'm, and I'm sure that you talk about this with your people all the time. Mindset is so big and not just the, the idea of what is pain and why it's serving me, but what about things like self-worth? and self-love like you deserve that and do we really believe are we taught that we deserve that i don't think that we are i think we get all these other messages and so we have to relearn that so the mindset piece is super super important and just from the perspective of you know if if i can do one little thing it's a big thing right like you said earlier it's not just it's not the big things that are big things it's the little things that are big things because those things are though it could be the one little tiny catalyst that like that mentioning forgiveness to my client and then her seeing that journal entry and it's just like oh my god and now we have to do forgiveness work it's just that one little thing just looking at that piece of paper i didn't say anything except for we should do forgiveness so the mind really changes things and when we talk about it from a you know, a subconscious level and the universe and source or whatever word you want to use, we attract those things. Our vibration is at a different level. When I'm living in joy and love and gratitude, that brings, the universe brings that to me. It's a high vibration. When I'm in this sad, pain, anger cycle, that's all I get. So the universe gives what I ask for. And so if all I'm asking for is pain, that's what I get. So the mindset is such a, it's such a huge piece to like kind of summarize, but it really is pivotal. And I think, you know, as we go through the process, the mind will slowly start to shift as we kind of see the little differences that we can make and change just by a little, just a little step forward. It makes a big shift in our perspective. And that that's part of the mindset is the perspective change. Um, from a nutritional point of view, I mean, I personally am gluten-free because I'm very intolerant to gluten. Um, and inflammation and inflammatory foods is really, really important. Gut health is super, super important. And if the gut isn't healthy, then we need to bring that biome back to balance, right? And we got to change what we're eating. And so, you know, when I talk about food, sometimes people are like, oh God, I have to give up dairy and cheese. I'm not saying you have to give up anything. You don't have to do anything, but you've spent X number of years of your life putting whatever you want in it. So now it's really angry at you. And it also responds to the stress and to, you know, negative thoughts and negative emotions, a whole bunch of things happening. And so we need to, you know, work on that. So I really encourage my clients to, you know, look at anti, look at anti-inflammatory foods and really give up the inflammatory ones. So the big five, corn, soy, sugar, dairy, gluten. And when I say that, people are like, oh man, like their eyes get big and they, they want to break up with me. And um, so I say, just how about sugar? So from a very physiological point of view, 
our whole entire body is made of fascia. It's all the connective tissue. And fascia, so when I move my hands, my fingers move, it's flexible. It, it moves, it should, it's healthy. When it gets unhealthy, so sugar does this, it creates like a Velcro effect and I can't move the fascia and then I get pain and then I don't wanna move. So if I could uh, tell my clients one thing to give up, give up sugar. And it's not always, and it's not all the sugars, right? There are many, I'm sure you talk about this, properties, healing properties of honey and all the other things that are out there, right? That's fine. But for now, while we're healing the gut, we need to take out the things that are inflaming it. And then we can slowly reintroduce and change and go back to other things. But for some of them, I find um, with the inflammation that foods cause, that can tend cause the fibro pain to flare. And often with fibro, you have something else, arthritis or lupus or some other condition that's happening. So the inflammation just is not good, right? It just, the fascia is not happy. So that's a real foundational thing as well. And then movement. And so the thing that I learned, even though I'm a personal trainer and I use the word because people know what it means. Uh, I really prefer to think of myself as a movement coach or a movement um, guide because when I started to, you know, figure out this whole journey with fibro and try to move, I just tried to do what everybody else did. Like I can lift weights and I can do all these classes and my body doesn't like it. And so what I had to do was shift my perspective on what movement looks like. I have a studio. I train clients here. I don't know the last time I picked up a weight. I do yoga. I practice Qigong. I hula hoop. I put on my favorite music and dance around. So movement is important, not exercise. Moving so that your body feels good and it feels happy. So I think that's a big shift as well when it comes to the movement piece. I don't I don't use the word exercise, um, I, I say movement. And I think it's really important because when you say exercise, people go, ooh, ugh. Or you're a personal trainer, they're like, oh, that's unfortunate. I don't think we can be friends, <laughs> right? But when I say, oh, we're just gonna move. Oh, really, what's that look like? Well, I don't know, what, do you, what would you like to do? You know, so it's, it's, it's a different way of looking at keeping your body happy. And I, yeah, I think we need to be open to those things and that, I mean, the mindset piece of just opening your mind to the possibilities that are out there is really, really important and that can help you heal for sure. Totally. And I think with um, it, movement, the way that you phrase that, because if someone does have fibromyalgia and they are suffering from a lot of pain and they're at the beginning of their journey or, or even like way, way into their journey, the thought of having to do strenuous exercise um, rather than movement is, you know, they're not going to be excited about that. But I think when we can educate them on like moving the body, body is actually a really good way to hydrate the fascia. You just spoke about fascia, getting the lymphatic system yeah. in a process where it can help to eliminate a lot of that inflammation in the body and a lot of stagnation. And from an Ayurvedic perspective, we talk about um, emotional and mental armor being stuck in the body as well. And movement really helps to release that. And then going back to the gut health piece, like you're so right, it's so important and integral for so much of our health. And we hold so many nerve endings and fibers in, in our gut. So if we've just, you know, previously in the podcast episode, we've mentioned that 
people in fibromyalgia or even just people who are in chronic pain, have a lot of pain, they have that sympathetic overdrive, right? So the gut is also very sensitive and it'll be very sensitive to different foods and um, inflammation. And that's going to trigger that sympathetic um, response and therefore increase pain and symptoms from a fibromyalgia point of view. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, thank you very much. We've really covered the mindset, the, the movement piece and the nutrition piece. Another piece I'd really love to talk about is like from your experience, I, I know we spoke about mindset, but how emotions have affected or can affect um, pain and in particular with fibromyalgia clients and what you have noticed um, or have been able to link emotions with physical pain. Okay, so I'm going to give the example and the one that I that I think everybody can understand is stress. So stress and and you met you touched on it, right? Like the cortisol is released, right? The adrenals are working, they're releasing that cortisol. And then that is just everything is an overdrive, right? And so when we have stress, stress affects everything, right? Like, you know, if you feel stressed about something, you might have diarrhea you might have constipation like it it affects absolutely everything and it causes pain in the body so i want you to think about when you have a very stressful situation okay that there is a part of your body that responds to that emotion for me it's my low back on the right hand side always and it's so automatic that i can be going through my day and not even know that I feel stress. And all of a sudden my low back hurts on the right side. I'm like, oh, and I actually have to stop myself and go, what, hold on. What's happening in my day? What's going, what's happening this weekend? Is there something in my life that's causing me stress? Because I don't currently feel stress. But the thing is, is that when you're in a constant state of stress, you're here, you're like way up here. So you're like, I don't, I have clients tell me all the time. I don't have stress. I don't feel stress. Are you sure? Because I mean, I work on stress and I'm very aware of my triggers and I know that I have stress. So I find it very interesting that we are actually having this relationship and you're up here for stress, but you don't even know it because there's no highs and lows, right? It doesn't, it doesn't dip and, and go up, right? It's not what happens. It actually stays here. So your equilibrium is up here. It's always status quo, high stress, right? So the stress is really, really important when it comes to navigating pain, because remember, I mentioned before, pain is your body's way of telling you that there's some kind of danger or something that you need to protect yourself from. So stress does the exact same. That's what stress does, right? It says, hey, hey, Harmony. Hey, Fran, what's going on? Like, you need to figure it out. But if you're always here, then you're always stressed. You always have pain. So you're like, I don't even know what it feels like to be in that different mode of not having pain and not feeling that stress. So it's really important when it's one of the things I do with my clients is to know what are your triggers? Like what causes you, like what causes your gut to be upset? Well, and I'm sure you see this with your clients all the time. They're like, I'm good. I can eat everything. Can you really? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Because there's never a time where everything's calm. The gut's never happy. It's never healthy because you're constantly keeping it at an unhealthy state. So it's always inflamed. So you're, they don't know what it feels like to not have the pain. And so that's the interesting thing about even fibro pain or other kind of pain that you deal with. If you don't know the difference of what it feels like to not have pain, 
or to not have that flair, then how do you know that you're not in it? Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Absolutely. And I think, you know, everyone's health and healing journey journey really is about cultivating that radical self-awareness because that's when we know. And like you said, if your set point is just stress and pain and that becomes normal to you, mm-hmm. you can't, it's really hard to get out of it because you're not aware that that is your set point. And then that is an actual issue that is going to be creating more and more problems with your body, your mind, your pain, all of the things. Absolutely. Yeah. Like when I was, so when I was at the height of my pain before my diagnosis, I was like, I told you 15 out of 10, that that's where I live. And I, and I just got through my day as best as I could. Gravel, ibuprofen, and they were like candy. And then when I got a diagnosis and then I went down the path of fall, I followed what my rheumatologist said, and I took the meds that they rec- recommended. Oh my God. You know, I was eight. I was eight out of 10. I'm like, Woo, I'm living large. This is amazing. I feel so great. And now, now I'm like, if I hit like a three, I think I'm going to die. Like I, my husband, even he's like, are you like, he's so good. He's, he is, I swear to God, he's an angel put on this earth. Like truly he is my rock and he, all the highs and lows, he's been there for everything. And even when I'm like, I'm in pain and he just goes, okay, well, you should go lie down and you go take something for that and you just take care of it. And then I think to my, and he'll sometimes say, well, how, how like, what, what's it like? Like, what's your number? I'm like three, I'm a three out of 10 and he, I'm going to die. And he's just like, um, like, <laughs> but in comparison to where I was, you know, 15 was crazy. Eight was fantastic. Now I'm zero. So three is woo. That, call the ambulance at a three, right? But for some people, they don't know because they're always sitting at 10 out of 10. It's like when you have, you're constantly running around doing all these things for everybody else. You don't have time for yourself. Well, that's your system. That's what you've created. Well, if you change your system, then you're going to realize, oh, I can say no to people. I can change, I have power to change that. But when you're constantly in that cycle, whatever that cycle is composed of, you don't know what it feels like to not be there, right? So that's why, yeah, really being aware and really kind of tracking and seeing what is affecting you and what's triggering you, whether it's emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, you have to really track it and then you can see the difference. And you got that helps you get out of it because then you can actually say, oh, when I do this. So that's why that's why I like to give sugar as the example, because that's an easy win for people. I've had people I'm sure you have with your clients, even a couple of days with no sugar. They're like, oh, like I've had seven days, seven days with no sugar. And they have arthritis in their hands and now they can bend their fingers and make a fist with no pain. Seven days because they just got rid of the sugar. Right. And they're like, this is crazy. And now they know what it feels like. So once you know what it feels like to be on the other side, even a glimpse of it, even a 50%, even a 20% difference, you then have to make the choice. And I think it becomes a choice. Do you go back or do you keep moving forward? And, And that will definitely be influenced by the people in your circle and people around you and how they're responding to it. And, and really what you want for your life. Because when I got diagnosed, I was 40 yeah. and I was like, I can't live like this forever. Like I got a lot of life left. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I'm not living this way for the next 50 years of my life. Absolutely not. I refuse. That, that quality of life as well. And you know, I, like I think self-awareness is 
is the first step if you're not even there yet like just cultivating that self-awareness and you know talking to someone that can help you work that out but really what it comes down to is the choice to change your system which is what you you said you know that's your system so when you choose to change your system that is where the growth will actually happen that's where the healing will take place because you do what you've always done. You get what you've always got type of thing and change takes change and change can be difficult and it can be hard, but that's mm -hmm. where that personal growth and that healing really, really takes place. So I would love for you to, um, I guess for anyone who is listening to this and they, they do have chronic pain, perhaps they even have fibromyalgia and they're like, okay, I hear what you're saying. Um, it's not as easier said than done, <laughs> um, but I want something to change because I need my life back. I need to step into my higher self and feel inspired to live every day my best life. Where would they start? What are some simple steps that they could actually start with that would make a change, no matter how mm -hmm. small that change is? Yep. So I would, like I, like I mentioned before, I'm all, give up sugar. And if you can't give up sugar completely, let's go with 20 grams a day. That's it. Track it. So, and it's very easy to hit 20 grams. People think, oh, that's, you eat a yogurt with fruit in it, you probably already hit your 20 grams. You eat a granola bar, you're way over 20 grams. So just kind of look like salad dressing, sauces, those kinds of things. Those all have bread, bread has sugar, peanut butter has sugar. Track those little things and I guarantee you'll hit 20 grams by lunchtime. So really look at your sugar. Okay, that is important. The other thing I would think I would say to people is think about, you know, what, where you are today, and I ask my clients this question, where you are today, if nothing ever changes, is this, are you satisfied with your life the way it is today? And if your answer is yes, no problem. We don't need to work together. You don't need to follow me on Instagram. It's all good. You don't have to work with Harmony. We're good. We can take other clients. We have space. But if your answer to that question is no, that you want more from your life, well then it's, it is in your power to make that change. It really is. And it doesn't have to be something big. So let's think about, let's think about family. I like to give this, if you're a, a, a mother or a father or some kind of caregiver, maybe you're just going to have one hour for you. One hour for you. You're not answering your phone. You're not taking people places. You're not gonna have your hour while the kids are at soccer practice. That's not your hour. It's yours to do whatever you want with it. If you wanna go have a nap, I have clients that come to me. I've had a client come to me and she's like, it's training time. Yes, it is. I'm really tired. Can, can this be my time? Yeah, sure. Do you want a mat and a pillow? She's like, yeah. And she just lay down and had a nap. I said, I'll come back and get you in 45 minutes. She goes, great, no problem. Charge me, I'm fine with that. Because that was what she wanted to do with her time. And nobody was bothering her. So find an hour of time for you with no other responsibilities. Because when you do that, you will start to look forward to that time. And you will also start to realize that you deserve that time and that it's important for you because it will change the way that you're looking at things. The other, th the other thing I would say is say no. Mm. That, that's, that's the tip. Say no. They will live. Everybody will get dinner. They have lots of underwear in the drawer. And the house is not going to burn down. If you just say no to something, 
to one thing. Uh, it's it's funny when that you ask this question and I'm giving this particular response because today I said no to three things and I rescheduled two things in my calendar this week. And I was like, you know, because I looked at it and I was like, oh, I've just packed things in and I, I cannot do it because I know it's going to drain me. So I said no to said no and rescheduled things. And I felt so good. Like I felt light because I gave myself that space. What am I going to do with that time? I have no idea, but I know that those things are not on my calendar anymore. So it really is important. Communicate. Talk to your people. Tell them what you need. Because unless you say what you need and ask for it, they don't know. So I truly believe if you said to your family, your people, I cannot do this myself. I cannot make dinner every night. I can't do all the laundry. I can't, I need you to help me. I truly believe that they will say, okay, they love you. They want you to be happy and healthy, right? You want to be happy and healthy for them. So communicate, ask for what you need. And then the other thing I would you know, say to people is to remember that you're teaching your children how to be. So if you're going through and working with me or with Harmony or somebody else to go through this journey of healing, you are showing your children that this is how they should be, the healed version of you, the better self, the higher self. If you don't do this for you, you're showing them all the things that you did <laughs> that you're trying to undo. So I said to my client once, do you want your daughter to be going through therapy and coaching with her coach when she's 40? Cause she's eight now. So is that what you'd like for her to do in 32 years? She goes, uh, no, absolutely not. Then today you make the decisions to show her a different path, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And just, just quickly, I don't want to yeah, hold up too much of your time, but is there a transformational story that comes to mind with one of your clients that you could briefly share with us? Yeah, so I had a client that was, um, I'll say she was a high executive and she was a people pleaser and she did everything for everybody and she was suffering from burnout. And she started working with me thinking that she was dealing with her pain. That's why she came to me was to deal with her pain. And I said to her, you know that you're dealing, you're burnt out, right? You are in burnout right now. She's like, no, I'm not. I said, okay, well, yes, you are. And she said, I've seen a psychologist. I have gone to my family doctor. I have seen all these doctors and nobody has said those words to me. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, but you are currently suffering from burnout. So you need to take a leave from work. And she's like, I can't take a leave from work. And I said, why not? Well, uh, but uh, what's the reason? Yeah. She's like, I don't Oh, So she did. She took a leave from work. She's still on leave from work. And we had a call last week and I said to her, and she's done a lot of work, lots of mindset shifts, lots of movement perspective changes, changing what she's eating, more communication with her partner. And, and I said to her, you know, are you going to go back to work? And she said, oh, yeah, absolutely. The same work? She said, yes. And I said, hmm, okay, let me ask you another question. If your employer called you tomorrow and said, that's it, you're done, you can't come back to work, what would you do? And like that, she goes, yoga instructor. And I said, wow, that was 
fast. She goes, I want to be a yoga instructor. So she's currently enrolled in a yoga teacher training program. And she's in the process of like changing her path because she can. We have the power to do that. So I'm so proud of her. Like, it's just amazing. Um, but it's it's taken some work. But yeah, she's, oh, God, totally different than when we started. Yeah. I love that. And that's exactly why impact through purpose is one of my pillars in my higher self methodology, because it's it's so important and integral to our overall health just to at least reflect on that and what impact you want to be making in your own life and in mm. the lives of others so I, yeah I really love that story and I was sort of smiling because I have a client that yeah so similar and they they are so burned out and almost just not aware of it or the, the terminology maybe doesn't resonate with them and then when they really reflect on that they're like wow how did I get there like how did that happen to me mm -hmm. especially like we we work with high functioning women you know and then when it comes to that radical self-responsibility and awareness there's a little bit they're lacking because they're so busy in their world of doing things that they're not really reflecting on on themselves so yeah thank you so much for sharing that mm -hmm. and um just before we go i'd also love to congratulate you on the launch of your book body bliss so could you just share with us a little bit about the book and the message behind it and then any takeaways um, or quotes that you would like to leave us with today yeah so body bliss is actually um there's 15 of us that came together to share our story on our journey to body acceptance and self-love and so we all have very different stories uh i before i became part of this project i didn't really like to read stories i preferred novel like full books whether it's fiction nonfiction, but i preferred books not short little things and then i became part of this project and i read all the stories and i didn't get to read them till it was published and we had our launch party and then i got and i before the party i had read all the time every every story is like oh my god oh my oh oh and like for every single one because we all have this different journey but the thing is that we all have the same message is that we went through this whole process of society sends us messages that we're not good enough we have to do more we have to be super moms and super employees and all, all the things, right? And high achievers and all this. And then we also have to be pretty and beautiful and sexy and thin and all these messages. And we can't be everything. And so what I think happens is we forget who we are. And so this whole, this the message of the book really is to open up the conversation about what is body acceptance and what, and this whole idea of diet culture and all of these things that lead us down this path to these adult women who don't love ourselves, who don't value who we are, and we only find value in ourselves when it's given to us externally. And we need to find it internally. So that's the main message of the book. And um, I just think it's very interesting because from a physical um, and aesthetic point of view, we we are shown these images of we have to look a particular way and be a particular size and skin color has to be a certain eye color all the things right you have to wear makeup you have to do this and and then we're also 
hearing messages like, you're enough, you're great the way that you are, you don't have to change for anybody. Well, I don't know which one you want me to believe. Do you want me to believe all the images that I see or do you want me to believe the messages that you send to me? Like, I don't know what to do. So it is a really interesting dichotomy because it we get mixed messages and we don't know how to internalize that. And so the whole process, the whole book itself is about really what is your journey to body acceptance and whatever that is for you is fine. It's the right one. And we need to open that dialogue so that people accept themselves and love themselves how they are, no matter what their journey was like. Amazing. I love that. Sounds like an amazing book. Yeah, it is. And so, yeah, is there any takeaway that you would like to leave us with? And also where can our listeners find you? Mm -hmm. I think the biggest takeaway is that you need a team. That is one of the things that I say to everybody. You need a team. You need somebody in the health field. You need some kind of coach. You like, I'm sure you're the same. You're always, you always have somebody else that's helping you along the way, right? So give yourself a team, find yourself a team. And if you don't have one, ask for referrals, ask for people. And you don't always jive and connect and, and have that you know, that feeling, right? When you work with somebody, you kind of go, oh yeah, that's the person for me. It's okay. There are other ones out there. So people might listen to this and go, yeah, I love Fran. And then other people are like, nah, she's not for me. No problem. It's okay. I'm not for everybody. And everybody's not meant to be for me, but there is somebody out there. There are, your team is out there. So just keep looking for them. And when you're ready, they'll be there. Yeah. And people can find me on Instagram. Fran Garten Pain Coach is my Instagram and uh, give me a follow and if anybody has any questions or they want to talk send me a DM I'm happy to chat with you and help you on your journey amazing thank you I'll put those links in the show notes as well so thank you so much for your time and sharing your experience with us I really really appreciate it and I'm sure that many of our listeners today has yeah, I got a lot out of this and appreciated you being so open um, with your work and your personal story as well. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. You're welcome. Bye. If you missed the intro and jumped straight to the episode, don't forget that my Ayurveda Alchemist program is open for enrollment via application. This program certifies you as an Ayurveda lifestyle and wellness coach and will help you up-level your health and wellness business. You'll gain access to the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda and graduate with a knowledge of how to incorporate this timeless wisdom and holistic framework into your business so that you can create greater impact and boldly step into the high-level practitioner you know you can be. If you are ready to up-level your life and help transform the life of others by becoming an Ayurveda alchemist, head over to harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au and apply today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and staying right to the end. Let's take our relationship a little further and connect in the world of socials. Follow me personally on Instagram at harmony.inspired.ayurveda. My women's health clinic on Instagram is harmony underscore inspired underscore health, or join our Facebook community, the Ayurvedic Soul Sister Tribe. Reach out 
on any of those channels and let me know if you enjoyed the episode, what type of episode you would like to hear more of in the future, or simply just swing by and say hi. And don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And if you listen on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating so the wisdom shared in these episodes can be spread far and near. Thank you so much, my friends, from my soul to yours.